Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in the 10th chapter. So let's start with verse 17. It says this, As he was setting out on a journey, this is Jesus, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? A legitimate question right here, is it not? As a matter of fact, this is a loaded question. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, when we went to the Gospel of Matthew, uh, we sort of took our time with it and chased all the cross-references around, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> uh, we're not going to do that right now at the moment unless something just absolutely leaps out at me, <laughs> okay? But it, it's, it's useful to know everything that was said <clears throat> in the other two Gospels. Uh, he's called a good teacher, good teacher or teacher, okay? And the question is, what can, shall I do to obtain eternal life in Matthew? And in Mark and Luke, it's what shall I do to inherit eternal life, okay? So, you know, even in our vernacular of our language, uh, we sort of associate inheritance with uh, something that's free and something that's given away and obtaining sort of working for it, okay? So verse 18, back to Mark. And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Now, this is Jesus still speaking. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Now, Jesus quotes all of these uh, from the law, from the Old Testament, from uh, Exodus 20 and from uh, Deuteronomy 5. It wasn't uh, an entire list of every detailed thing that was in the law. Okay? That's what we're about to find out. Verse 20. And he, the man, said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. Now, this guy, I don't think he was being braggadocious. I don't think he was uh, saying something that was not true. Because Jesus had just said to not bear false witness. So he wouldn't have borne false witness before Jesus. He was speaking the truth. He says from his youth up, he had kept all these things. In other words, he had not done any of these things. And from the youth up is the idea of what we call the age of accountability. When you're old enough to know better and not do these things, that's when you're accountable for it. And so he says, you know, I've kept these things. Then this verse, verse 21 in Mark 10, looking at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him. So Jesus feels love. He feels compassion for this man. And he looks at him and he tells him the truth that the man may not have known, may have known, may not have understood yet. Jesus says this to him. One thing you lack. So he only lacked one thing. He would kept all these things. He was doing really well. But you lack one thing. Jesus says this, Go and sell all you possess and give to the poor, 
and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. This is a profound thing that the Lord said. He had gone through major portions of the law. He says, you know, he hadn't committed murder, he hadn't committed adultery, he didn't steal, he didn't bear false witness. He did not defraud. He honored his father and mother. But there was one thing that Jesus says you lack. Well, what was the one thing he lacked? Well, Jesus didn't even directly address the one thing that he lacked. He told him what to do. He says, go. Go and sell all you possess and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Jesus actually gave him a threefold instruction right here. First of all, he said, go and sell everything. Then come and then follow me. Jesus was calling him to follow him. And he told him that there was one thing that he lacked, and that was that he had all these possessions. Verse 22 tells us, but at these words, he was saddened and went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. So what's going on here? What was the Lord doing? The Lord wasn't laying down a, uh, a mandate. He wasn't laying down an example for folks to where we sit there and say, oh, well, before you were saved, you have to go and rid yourself of all possessions and give it to the poor. No. What the Lord was doing was he was putting his finger on something in this guy's life. Okay? Uh, it may be covetousness, though I don't know if it's that degree. In my mind, covetousness is where uh, you want things, yes, but you're, you're actually uh, upset that somebody else has what you want. And you're upset that they have it. Not only that they have it, whatever it is, but that they have it. <laughs> and so, anyway, this guy worshipped his possessions. This guy had, you know, had done all the things according to the law right here. You know, he acknowledged it. And Jesus didn't question him about that at all. Jesus, as a matter of fact, affirms that what the man had said was true. Because Jesus says, you lack one thing. He didn't come back and say, no, no, remember that time when you told this lie? No, he didn't do any of that. He says, you only lack one thing. The thing is, the guy was hanging too tightly to the blessings that the Lord had given because the Lord had blessed him with possession. And according to the scripture here, he owned much property. Now the Lord was calling him to go and sell all this stuff and to come and follow me. <clears throat> now, again, the Lord was not saying you must go sell this and do all this kind of stuff and then you can have, remember what the initial question was, then you will obtain or inherit eternal life. No, that's not what the Lord was saying. What the Lord is saying is you need to set everything aside and come and follow me. How do you obtain eternal life? You follow me. Okay, you follow me. Was Jesus calling this guy to come and literally follow him like the other disciples? Uh, particularly, I mean, the apostles, that type of thing? Uh, I think so. I think perhaps he was calling him to come and follow me. You have all these possessions, you've had all this, but you realize that, it, that there's something missing here, and you're asking me the question about how do I obtain eternal life. This is how you obtain it. You set aside the things that are the distractions. You set aside even the things that we might call the idols of the world, right? You set those aside, and you come, and you follow me. What did the man do? He was saddened, and then he moved from sadness to grief, grieving. He was saddened 
and he went away grieving. Why grieving? Usually we associate grieving with him. Uh, a time of sorrow, a time of distress, like when a loved one uh, goes to glory, okay? He was distressed here. He was experiencing grief because now he's torn. What does he do? Well, and this, at this moment of time right here, we see that he's sad, and he went away. He did not come to the Lord. He did not follow the Lord. Did he do so later? We're not told, but I would not be surprised if we were to meet him sometime in glory. Not at all, okay? But we simply don't know. We don't know. So, has the Lord put anything, put his finger on anything in our lives? Are there things that we lack? The Lord will reveal it to us, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.